Perpick, and welcome to hour one of my new podcast that I am calling H Hour, H in this case standing for history. And uh, as this podcast uh, goes today and continues, I hope, into the future, we're going to be looking at history in all its many varied forms and how it affects our lives constantly. Our lives are shot through with history, put it that way, and uh, it's very, very important. Uh, we begin today by looking at the Battle of Vimy Ridge, uh, which was uh, kicked off exactly 100 years ago today, on April 9th, 1917. Um, that explains the song you heard at the beginning of the show and running just underneath, The Rose of Picardy. The Rose of Picardy was a wartime pop hit with Imperial troops. Uh, it was pretty popular back home. But it was quite important to the uh, the men on the front. Picardy, of course, being the region where most of the battle on the Western Front was fought, so it had great uh, sentimental meaning for them. I know that the uh, song "A Long Way from Tipperary" uh, was a lot more popular at home, and it's still remembered a century later, much more than the Rosa Picardy. But the Rosa Picardy was the one the soldiers remember. As a documentary maker who's done a project on Vimy Ridge, Victory at Vimy, for a 2007 episode of CBC Radio's Ideas, I'm not completely on board with the revisionist look at the battle earlier this month in the Toronto Globe and Mail. And that appears to be based on a critically acclaimed new revisionist book, The Vimy Trap. In some, the critique here is the battle was less important than it's remembered. It was fought mostly by Brits in Canadian uniform. And its memory as a nation-building moment for Canada is a myth that was created long after the fact. My comeback to that is I'm in accord with Ted Barris, Tim Cook, and others that the battle was very important indeed as one of the first big successful examples of an all-arms allied effort drawn on the lessons learned from many failures at the Somme, that the dismissal of Brit expats fighting in Canadian uniform is patronizing. Many had lived in Canada for at least a few years, and they had volunteered to fight under the Red Ensign rather than Union Jack, and probably felt at least, if not more, Canadian than their native-born comrades. That those native-born comrades were there from across the country. And that the myth-making, if you want to call it that, 
of the modern Canadian identity being forged up on Vimy Ridge began relatively close to the battle in the teens and the 20s, not just the 30s, 40s, and 50s. In fact, a column by warrior journalist Greg Clark in the 1920s about being able to see Canada from atop Vimy Ridge at the battle's end it may have been what inspired, at least in part, the gorgeous memorial that was dedicated there in 1936, and which you can visit today. I don't have much trouble with revisionism in this case, though. History is all about dueling narratives, and each new generation of historians should have a go at their predecessors. It's normal and natural, and there's nothing wrong with healthy, well-grounded arguments among older and younger historians. That's how things go in history. In any case, I highly recommend a brand new ideas show on the Vimy controversy. It was recorded recently at the Canadian War Museum, and it's called Vimy at 100, Myth vs. Reality, and it's available digitally online. Just search the CBC app or uh, go to their podcasting site. So that was my letter on Facebook a few weeks ago, and uh, I just want to say that um, there's quite a bit of discussion left on Vimy Ridge. It'll probably go on for as long as there is a Canada. But that's my two bits worth on it. And uh, that's how I'm going to wrap up the uh, podcast today. Uh, we're going to go out on this uh, tune I disparaged a bit off the top, along with a Tipperary. It was popular at home. Some troops did use it as a marching song off and on. It didn't have the same sentimental uh, meaning as a Rosa Picardy, but it's there, and it's uh, still going strong after a century. And that's it for H Hour. I'm your host, Sean Perkin. Then he shouted to them there, it's a long way to Tipperary, it's a long way to go. It's a long way to Tipperary, to the sweetest girl I know. Goodbye, Piccadilly, farewell, let's it's a long, long way to Tipperary, but my heart right there. It's a long way to Tipperary, it's a long way to go. It's a long way to Tipperary, to the Thank you.